Genre. Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Castrovalva, which is the fifth doctor's first story. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see what Nick ends up thinking about this. So, uh, so Nick, uh, tell us about the first episode. Yeah, so um, we open on Tom Baker, uh, who's seen better days, and he's lying on the ground, and he's like, <laughs> and then he dies, and um, uh, um, a member of the Partridge family, uh, an Australian girl, and I think an android um, are surrounding uh tom baker as he uh turned uh, 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 yeah tom baker as he regenerates into peter davidson and um so then um some cops show up in a really weird like van and they're like hey you're not supposed to be here and so um the doctor's doing his thing that he's been doing um you know in the series of origins where he's like what what am i I remember Gallup. What? And you know, he's useless for like the first half of this episode. Um, and so they like try to steal him. And then like the, the little boy like raises a fuss and like um, Tegan, the Australian girl. No, 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 no. It was the Android. She knows Nita or Nima, Nina Marcus. Nessa. She, Nessa. 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 I, I kept thinking, I kept thinking of wicked because I kept calling her Nessa and I was like, Oh, it's like wicked. It's like, Oh, <laughs> And so Nessa sees like a key in the van and she's like, later dicks. And so like they, they, they steal the doctor, but like net, uh, all, all, all Aldrich, um, the little boy, Adric, yeah, Adric, um, Adric, Adric, um, there's, there's so many names, so now. many this weird, stupid you know, I, we, I think we warned you last week. It's a full TARDIS right now. It is a full TARDIS. <laughs> a lot of people. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so they they run away, they drive off, and they get back to the TARDIS. And um, the the grandest fifty feet escape plan ever 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 taken. Yeah, I mean, like, so like the, the cops are immediately like, oh well, let's just go get our van, and then um, just drive fifty feet away. Yeah, like, no, it's really yeah, it's weird. It's a weird escape. Um, they all they all pile into the van. And then they're like, gun it. And then they just, they drive 50 feet to the mm-hmm. TARDIS that's just like halfway across a field. Mm-hmm. And then they all get out. <laughs> and they barely have enough time to get into the TARDIS before the cops reach the TARDIS. Just on foot. It's yeah. it's insane. Okay. Anyway. Well, yeah. And then, um, the, then the Masters um, 
quote TARDIS, uh, which seems to me like a uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but it's like a marble pillar. Yeah, it's like a column, like a oh, yeah, like one a, of those columns, yeah. one of those things you yeah. can get at like um, like Pottery Barn for like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um, that materializes and like uh, kills the guard. I don't know. The guards fall down, and um, Tegan and Nessa are like, "Oh no, the master!" But then they run into then the uh, the master leaves, and Adric. They're all in the TARDIS again. And they're trying to figure out what to do next. Um, Peter Davidson, or you know, the Fifth Doctor, is uh, regains consciousness, and he's like, "Oh, I can already tell this is going to be a weird one." Um, like they're in the bowels of the TARDIS, which is really interesting. And uh, Ad, as Adris and or Al Al Ad as um, the little boy, Adric, Adric, Adric. <laughs> um, the little boy and the Doctor are like in the like the depths of the TARDIS and like he's like wandering around and he's like, I'm, this is weird. I don't know if this is going to work this time. Meanwhile, uh, Nessa and Tegan are at the helm of the TARDIS, the TARDIS that, you know, we're kind of familiar with the console. And they're like, what, what do we, how do we do this? How do we fly this thing? And um, they figure out that there's like, they're like a console, like a weird, like TARDIS, like reboot menu appears on like the screen. Right. (laughs) uh and yeah and so the doctor you know like we get some classic stuff the doctor very weirdly kind of and kind of the most interesting part of the episode or at least this first one for me is um the fifth doctor sees his outfit like waiting for him hanging on like a coat rack in front of a like a mirror Mm-hmm. And he's like, I guess these are my clothes. And so he puts them on. He finds the recorder. And thank God he's like, nah, nah I'm over it. And um, <laughs> but he does find a cricket bat and he seems to be very taken with it. And then he finds a room that's just filled with cricket shit, just filled with just stuff. And he <laughs> um, he's like, oh, cool. My cricket room. I know I knew there was a reason I installed this. <laughs> And uh, then he comes out in his like proper iconic fifth doctor outfit. And um, uh, Tegan tells a weird story about how his dad says that if is the greatest word in the English language, which is really sad if you think about it. And um, she's like, oh, wait, if index file. And they're like, sure. <laughs> well, f- <laughs> sure. And so um, they essentially like, you know, troubleshoot and learn so they think they learn how to fly the the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where I get the parts fuzzed up is 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 um, Adrock like captured in this episode in this version or is he is he not captured until like part two? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he is. He is captured because because this because the episode ends with the revelation that ma- the master was using. Adric to lock uh, the TARDIS coordinates to event one. Yes. Yeah. So and, Ad, and yeah. then the TARDIS starts filling up with, uh, with the uh, helium, right? I think. What, what, what is it? Hydrogen. 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 It was yeah. hydrogen. Yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, yeah. we're going back to like, like the biggest, the, they, are they referring to the big bang? They never call it the big yeah. bang. Yeah. Yeah. I um, don't, I don't know that there was a term for the big bang when this came out. Really? I, I don't know. That's I don't know when the term was coined, but I feel like that's why they're calling it event one or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
instead that, of the Big Bang. That's interesting. Like that, the thing you event one. That sounds way cooler than the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it uh, does. And then uh, DJ Adrock is like caught in like <laughs> um like a bunch of string, and he's like trapped in it. And the tart, and he's just he's going to be there for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And the master's like, "Ha ha, you, you stupid little kid! Uh, you'll see. I'm going to kiss the doctor." And yeah, um, <laughs> and they find out that Adric is basically trapped in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two for some reason. Yeah, for like the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like good on the actor though, because you know it's not. I'm sure it was really awkward to like. Okay, just be in pain for like the whole episode mm-hmm. while hanging in this like in this like little box of of like of like streamers, basically. Right, and. So he's just like Castrovalva. Ah. Castrovalva is a weird story, um, and I always forget just how weird it is because it's it's super weird because it starts off as a bottle episode and then like like it just doesn't. I don't know how to connect. Like if you watch part one and then you watch part four without watching two and three, it would just be like how what how did we get here <laughs> yeah it's really weird and like the castro valva stuff really doesn't start until like part three i want to say like right that's yeah where, like the weird like you know where you meet the the castro valvians um right 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 so but, in this but, one, yeah. so, so part yeah. one part one is like a bottle episode yeah it's like journey wow. to the center of the tardis almost yeah essentially uh and so i'm i actually i like part one a lot yeah i mean my, my favorite stuff in this episode is i mean in this story are definitely the parts with the TARDIS. Um, mm-hmm. I just really like, I really, um, I really enjoy um, Baker's performance in this episode. Um, I just, I, Baker, I think I, I really enjoy, uh, I think he's really vulnerable in the story. Wait, ba- ba- you mean Davidson? Davidson. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really vulnerable in a way that I don't, we don't usually see the doctor, even in a regeneration story. Like mm-hmm. I like that. He's not like, being quirky and glib and cute, you know, for a change, he's actually like, like worried and like apologetic. And I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really different, uh, energy for the doctor. And I really, uh, I, I really enjoyed watching it in this story. Yeah. Um, I like that too. I, the, the one thing that I'll say, and this is, this is, you know, the, this, like the stark difference between, you know, going from robot to this, which is like seven years later, eight, almost eight years later, um, is that John Nathan Turner, it, it, who is the producer at this point, and it will be the producer through the rest of Classic Who, um, he, has, he has a tendency to where it seems sort of like he doesn't really care about the reasons for things to happen that he wants to have happen and so things just happen and you're like why and he's like don't worry about it like (laughs) like i don't know why this regeneration is so much worse than any other one i i don't know why and there's there's no really weird regeneration story yeah, I mean, well, it's just, it's just, there's no explanation. It's just, it's just the doctor saying this is how it is, and we're supposed to just be like, yeah, all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's not really a reason given, you know. And then, and then things that just don't make any sense that are just like goofy, like, like the Master's TARDIS being a column, and then, and then, I mean, it's another thing later. And like every time 
this master, which is sort of the it's it's the John Nathan Turner master. Every time he shows up, he has a TARDIS that's it doesn't make any sense. It's like why why would you make that a TARDIS? Like what? <laughs> like you can't get into that thing. Like what? Like he made it a, a column. Like that's not a thing that you go into. Why would you make that a TARDIS? Like I don't understand. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I I'm. I kind of want this master. I want his TARDIS to be like a like a like a coffin, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> what what do you think, Cass? I don't really know how much of that is um, John Nathan Turner as much as it is um, Eric Sayward, the script editor. Though, is he uh, the script editor at this point? Though, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Does that make it a lot? Well, but <laughs> but I feel like this weird stuff happens. It continues like after Sayward leaves. That's true. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think like the master probably is John Nathan Turner. Um, but as far as the other random stuff, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, I do love the doctor like like bumming around the TARDIS and like pulling his fourth doctor outfit apart um as a breadcrumb trail. I just – I will say it, it is really sad to see him like – Yeah, I feel like – because I remember there was an interview and I forget who – if it was if it was uh, J&T or Eric Sayward who did said this in the interview. But they specifically pointed out that uh, the doctor unraveling the scarf was basically just them being like, this isn't Tom Baker anymore. Like, Aww. you know, they – you know, like they they were specifically like making a point of him unraveling this this the – unraveling the scarf to say like that we're we're done like we're done with that era yeah um, we're, we're unraveling it it's done but i will say that i feel like the power of that moment is taken away from the fact that it's the stupid red like yeah the, it's the, the maroon stu- one the stupid maroon one yeah. the, the the maroon scarf because that's not the iconic scarf you know right. so it loses a little bit of the of its power but that's i mean that's generally what you could say about the whole JNT Eric Sayward era is they have a lot of great ideas, but not the best execution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's it. And I, and I, I, I kind of dug that maybe because mm-hmm. I don't have this seven year emotional imprisonment of like the Tom Baker era yet. <laughs> but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I kind of dug that. He was like, I like that. He's just tearing the scarf. Cause he's like, oh, what? and like the recorder, he's like, I don't, this is right. why did I But then the cricket <laughs> yeah. bat, which is arguably more stupid than a scarf and a recorder, he's like, Yeah. Cricket this bat. thing. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, I do I liked um I liked that the doctor went like full Hartnell for a second and then and then dipped into uh Troughton as well. Uh he he like specifically referenced them in, in their performance, mm-hmm. uh or in, in his performance, which is like kinda neat. Um I really liked that. Although in part two, he does it some more and it's not as good, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I like the way that he references the doctors, uh, the other, the past doctors. It's just weird because there's only four of them. Um, so it's, it's just interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we're so, we're so used to like so many doctors. And so I'm like watching and I'm just like, Oh, when is he going to do McCoy? Oh, right. That hasn't happened. Yet. <laughs> um yeah i'm not i i don't know why the regeneration is failing 
Uh, I feel like it has something to do with uh, the Watcher cocoon or whatever the hell that was. Um, Adam Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Warlock. <laughs> uh, but I. Uh, the Zero Room, which is sort of like the base plot of this whole story. It's like the it's like the continuing thread um, through this whole story. I don't know what the like Zero Room yeah, yeah. I don't know what the zero room does. Uh, it well, he apparently floats. helps. Yeah, it helps him through regeneration somehow, but I don't know how or why. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everything do, do, floats down here. Do you, do you know how that works, Cassandra? Do you know um, what the zero room is? Or I really don't, and I think okay. that's like because um, the guy that wrote this, like Christopher Bidmead, like. He he show ran or, or like script edited the previous season, which I am not a fan of at all. Um, oh. So he is like super into like the whole like techno babble weirdness stuff. Oh. So I think all of that weird stuff is him. And Eric oh, okay. was just like, OK, we'll roll with it, I guess. Um, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, I. uh I don't I, I have trouble I have trouble like figuring out what the plot of this story really is, honestly. <laughs> um which makes it difficult to have like a lot of fun with it. Like there's there's like fun parts, but it is it may, it does make it problematic to make to like have fun with it. I just I just I, I think I think that I think the master just wants to, to to look at the doctor. I think he just wants to be with the doctor. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's the emotional through line of this. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. Um, I will say uh, when the doctor puts on his outfit and I'm just like, I just, that is a, God, I love his outfit. And I love, I just love, it's the only outfit I think of all of the doctors in the classic era. That is like, it's very well coordinated in the way that like the 10th doctor's outfit is very well coordinated. Yeah, no, he looks sharp and yeah, it it's kind of a, declaration of a new aesthetic for the show yeah Mm -hmm. like it even the music even sounds really like i i I actually really love like the score of this it's very like it's just so it's just so it just it it all gels like visually this whole episode just really gels together really well it's a really pretty retro i mean not at the time but you know like I, i i was i was digging like the look of everything well, you're gonna you're gonna love uh, enlightenment then. Oh yeah. my god, Fiona coming. Um, this is this is uh, like one of the one of the you know one of the handful of female directors the show has ever had is this episode. Yeah. And I really liked um, I liked Tegan and Nessa at the TARDIS console together. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just them interact. I, I like um, just Tegan's like kind of like impatient Australian nature, and then like Nessa's like mm, math. And well, I guess I guess I guess Adrock is into math. Yeah, he gives them all yeah. weird jobs. He's like, "You, you're smart, so you're the navigator. Al, Al, you're good at math. You're the math guy. Nessa, you're a computer, so you're in charge of numbers. And now Odin sleep. <laughs> this really is an Odin sleep kind of situation, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Um, all right, so moving on to part two. Uh, the, with the cliffhanger being that, um, the master was gloat laughing 
from uh, from a view screen uh, with with uh, with with Adric strung up behind him, um, and then uh, and then Nissa says that face, I hate it, and then. It's like, what are we going to do? There's only one thing we can do. And then she shuts the view screen off. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Which is so great. There's this kind of beautiful moment where Aldrich's like, "Ah, and then like, you know, it's like, well, turn it off. And I think it's Tegan. She's like, well, that's just awful. (laughs) And I'm like, they they are fully intended to just leave him. Uh Oh, yeah. Well, no more of your... You're scampering, I guess. Yeah. Whatever oh, well. you've been doing for however many years you've been on the show. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Tegan and uh, uh, Tegan and Nissa are trying to figure out how to get out of this whole event one situation they found themselves in. Um, and uh, after, and then meanwhile, uh, Adric is like trying to resist uh, the master, and he's like, he's like, I'll, I'll fight you. Um, like, <laughs> dude, you were in no, you were in no situation to say that. Yeah. I like how loyal, uh, uh, I, I like how fiercely loyal Adric is to the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah. So it's, what it's, happened? It's, so what, was he like, do you like steal some bread? Like what, what's this guy's story? Like, why is he, why is he in the you'll show? You'll see, you'll see, <laughs> you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there eventually. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's he's he comes from. I will say this. He he's he comes from a planet of mathematicians, a math planet. Oh, good. Did you know that it's um <laughs> um the uh, the competence or incompetence of mathematics is actually a uh, genetically um it's it's a genetic trait that's passed down. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I read an article about it in like a, a journal. That yeah. makes sense that there would be a math planet then. Yeah. Uh, so the master is just like, look, guy, kid, whatever. And the doctor, it's, I mean, it's unclear it's a, whether he's a boy or a or a teenager. Yeah, or, I can't. I mean, it's because the thing with old shows is like you can't tell if it's if it's an older person that they're trying to tell you is young, or if he's actually playing. Yeah, or if he's actually like an older kid like i don't know because you know adric is obviously not prepubescent like he's too tall to be prepubescent yeah so he's got to be at least like 13 14 but the way he acts on the show most of the time he's like 11 or 12 so Mm -hmm. like i don't know i can't i I will say uh adric would be a huge hit uh in the boys town uh district in chicago (laughs) that's (laughs) well um, the master certainly seems to think so. I know, yeah, uh, yeah. So he says, uh, you should join forces with me because the doctor sucks and he's going to die. Um, and Adric is like, well, all right, I guess so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, then we're, we're back in the TARDIS and it's really hot in there. And, uh, uh, Nissa and Tegan have started taking off layers as they bicker and fight with each other. Oh yeah. The, yeah. And the TARDIS heat, like the, the, the air conditioning's broken or something. Right, and then the doctor rolls up in a in a wheelchair, and he starts doing donuts in the TARDIS. Look at me! 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 <laughs> um, and then he says uh, to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, and then like stops, and he's like, "Oh, I've said that before." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Also, I was in a wheelchair before when I was in a regeneration story yeah. um, for the guy who said that thing." Weird. And then and then he they say something, and then he says, "Ask K nine," and I was like. <laughs> 
Really? That that's it. That's your go to fourth doctor reference. Ask ask K nine. What else is it gonna do? Like roar at people? I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> ask somebody for as they want a jelly baby. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Ask K nine is not his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it'd be like shut up K nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh so so Tegan and Issa they figure out how to get out of their situation and um the zero room is gone uh because they had to uh shoot it off of the TARDIS to like save them from uh plummeting into event 1 and uh so the so uh what happens is they look up like the do- doctor's basically like, hey, like I need to go someplace and and chill. Um, and the TARDIS should know some places to go. So they look it up in the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is like, oh, you should go to this planet called Castrovalva. I'll, I'll set coordinates, and it's like, great. So then they go and they land, and they land crooked uh, because Tegan doesn't know how to land the TARDIS. Um, it's weird. This is another. That's that. This is the first of two stories where the uh, regeneration stories where the where the. Um, TARDIS is uh TARDIS lands crooked. Ladies be driving. Yeah. I don't think I don't, I'm pretty sure that it was just the doctor driving in 11th hour. Um but uh yeah, wait, that, so it, wait, it doesn't happen again until the 11th hour? No, I don't think so. Well, you know what? Good. That's 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 a fair enough time for something <laughs> to pass before happening again in a show like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about about uh, thirty years. Yeah, like every um, every every twenty seasons, I think it's okay if Homer and Marge like get a divorce. <laughs> every twenty seasons, um, it's like what anniversary is that? Twenty years? Yeah, it's a silver anniversary. You know what's um, you know what's freaky is um, there was an episode of The Simpsons that really messed my brain up, but like Apu's nephew who was a kid. In like the late nineties, they did an episode like a month ago where he was like in his twenties now and he like wanted to like buy the Quickie Mart and like turn it into like a pop shop, <laughs> pop up shop or something. But I was like, wait, wait, what the hell? No, he can't why is he aged naturally, but like Bart, Lisa, Maggie, what Millhouse, <laughs> Nelson, no other the ramifications of that are too much to handle. I Yeah, it was just, but why introduce one kid that grew up if you're not going to, because that just, that just messes up with the illusion, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they land on, um, on Castrovalva and the doctor's like, I'm not going to be able to make it to Castrovalva since we can't land inside Castrovalva. So you need to rip all this paneling off the wall and make me a coffin. And uh, carry me. <laughs> and carry me. But don't worry, I'll be levitating so you don't have to worry about my weight. I just don't want to walk. Right, right. But I can't levitate outside of the coffin, only in the coffin. Um, so so he gets in the coffin, they seal him up, and they start walking him through uh, through the wilderness. And uh, some Native American hockey goalies are, like, following them around. Um, yeah, they kind of, like, a bunch of, like, Majora's Mask-looking people, like, yeah. come out. Of like behind bushes, yeah, and they're just watching them go. Yeah, Skull Kid uh, comes out. Yeah, and then they they like drop his his wheelchair into a river, and Nissa goes and gets it, and throws a fit about it, and and, <laughs> yeah. and and Tegan just watches as Nissa does things, um, and then uh, they 
go and check out. They see Castrovalva in the distance and they're like, okay. It's like a castle. We know where we're like going. A grand medieval castle. Right. They're like, okay, we know where we're going. So let's go back and get the doctor and he's gone. Great. <laughs> so yeah. he's gone and they don't know where he is. And mm-hmm. uh, that's that's how episode two ends. Yeah. Um, episode yeah, two. My, my interest definitely peaked when the villa, when the when the natives showed up. I was like, okay, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. Right. Um, it's just funny because they're in this and then and then obviously they're in part three, but it's like <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I'm all about um I'm just really into Nessa and Tegan's like relationship. I don't know. They kinda have like a Starfire Raven thing going on. Yeah, and, a little bit. I can see that. And I was like, I mean, I, f- I really feel for Nessa. I feel like Nessa's really like keeping the the whole family together this episode. Uh huh. Because like like you know the doctor's in Odin's sleep. Tegan's like really emotionally <laughs> just all over the place, and like Adric's like smooth young hairless body is being like tortured by the master. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the thing too, the thing too that you oh. need to remember. Um, or, or I guess need to know is okay. that uh, Nissa has only been a companion for one episode before this. Really? Um, so wait, so it was Tegan and Adric for like? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. A- she. So, so okay. So there was uh, the episode before the episode where Tom Baker uh, regenerates sure. is the introduction of Nissa. Okay. And then so so then Nissa at the end of that story is like I'm gonna hang out with you guys or no she comes back and log in the last story out of nowhere and it's just like I'm here and they're like all right I guess and then <laughs> in that story uh, they meet uh, they meet Tegan who is a Australian uh, stewardess and so she is was not a companion like she just kind of got swept up into this and got stuck in the TARDIS and so all she a relatively wants. new crew. Yeah, she just wants to go home. Adric however has been in the show for about a season at this point. Okay. Like um, half a season. Yeah. Like 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 a handful of stories, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, like three or four at this wow, point. Wow, this is already really um she 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 already really has her sea legs then. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, most people b- feel that, uh, Nissa is like Peter Davison's like iconic companion. Um, Yay. Okay. I agree with that she's, like, already. Yeah. Cause she's sort of like the most, I don't know. She's like the most well suited for him. The other two are good in theory, but it, again, and that execution gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, cause in, in theory, Adric and, and five should be stellar. Like, stellar together like yeah. like two and jamie stellar but the problem is that the actor who played adric couldn't stand peter davison and didn't respect him like he respected tom baker oh, and really? so yeah so he acted out on set a lot and and was just in general was just kind of a little dick um why didn't he yeah. like davidson he seemed so charming and nice he just he didn't he didn't like him because he didn't like that he was playing the doctor and he was so young and he just didn't respect the guy like at all. Yeah, I will say it is cool having at because like uh, Davidson's kind of the like the original tenant. You know, he's the first like young handsome doctor we've ever had. Uh huh. So that was fun. Yeah. And he's yeah. blonde. I like I like having a blonde doctor again. I mean, you know, it's kind of like we haven't had one since. 
right? He's very aesthetically different than the other doctors. He is. Like he looks like a Disney prince and all the other doctors look like like old birds that have been like in sock drawers for a long time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, specifically sock drawers. Yeah. And they're just um, wearing whatever they've found. Yeah. No. So uh so so yeah, so they they so half this episode and like I kind of skimmed through it because it's literally half of part 2 is just Nissa and Tegan struggling to carry a coffin around <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Or the and- jungle or whatever it is, wherever it is they are. Castrovala. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Castrovala is not Castrovala is not just the name of the castle, right? It's the name of the whole planet. I don't yeah. know. It is. The, yeah. It's the whole planet. That's what I assume. Okay. And the castle is Castle Valva. Castle. <laughs> Castro Castle. Can I just um, say that I hate I hate it when they have Tegan fly the TARDIS. I hate yeah. it. Because it's a thing that keeps happening, and I'm like, stop trying to force this on me. I hate it. Please stop. Well, doesn't she technically not fly it, though, in this one? Isn't it like an illusion? Yeah, technically, but like, she's like, I landed it. And they keep having, like, (laughs) they keep trying to have companions be, like, competent enough to fly the TARDIS, but it just kind of takes away, like, the magic of the TARDIS for me when other people are, like, all up in it. So, not a fan. I mean, the, the problem, the problem, I think. Again, it's that it's that lack of execution thing, because in theory, the idea of a character who is a stewardess but dreams of being a pilot, learning, becoming a companion and learning to fly the TARDIS is kind of badass. Oh, it's awesome. But But, not the second episode that she shows up in. Right. Exactly. That's that's where the mistake comes. Also, the, the mistake being that Tegan has never once said anything about wanting to be a pilot. So, (laughs) yeah, that's again, it's just it's that execution. It's like if they had presented it in that way and then held off on it for a little while. Right. Like, imagine if like you meet um, like Amy Pond and it's like, yeah, like I'm I'm a kissogram now, but I really want to be like a a real cop. (laughs) And then like her finale is she like shoots someone. (laughs) (laughs) But like, no, but but, like Al Powell and Die Hard, you know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> and the cuts, and he's like, "Oh man, I never thought I'd see the day." What? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Now that now um, that I said that, Al Powell would be a, a spectacular companion for the Doctor. He would be. I I uh, I'm 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 in general I I I'm with you, Cass, because like the whole idea of the TARDIS is that it's supposed to be piloted by like eight people and or six people or however many it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor is special because he can pilot it on himself by himself, but he has to like run around like a maniac to hit all the buttons at the time right. that he's supposed to hit them. And, and so, so like, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Like in general, they shouldn't, the, the only reason I'm okay with say Clara being able to, to drive the TARDIS is because of that whole, like she was in the doctor's timeline thing. So, yeah. or like river, yeah, or River. Right. River, I don't have a problem with because we have no idea what she's been through. Um, but like so, it is in this era specifically, it's just like these random people you just picked up last episode are going to try and fly the TARDIS. Yeah. It's not like that's not what I'm about. 
Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you think maybe it has something to do with like how in this era there was like this big drive for like kids being really capable human beings? Like, and, like, like the Robin problem. Right. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. But like Tegan, Tegan's not even... like young people want to see young people drive the TARDIS because young people. He needs a teen sidekick and she's got to be a reporter. <laughs> yeah. But like Tegan's not a kid though. Like maybe Adric. <laughs> Adric, yeah, that's I true. Like, yeah. Both Tegan but and I, Nessa are like, like adult women. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right, but I feel like in the 80s, they were as close as you would get to like actually having a child. <laughs> Wait guess. a second. This was in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. When did this come out? 82? Holy shoot. <laughs> I think okay. it's 81. No, 82. Like, Jan- like, January sorry. 4th. It's barely 82, but okay. it's 82. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Little kids watching yeah. that on January 4th are like, nothing else coming out in the year 1982 will be as good as Castro Valva. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea. Oh, man. Yeah, 1982. 82 is a good year. 82 is a good year. Really? Uh, yeah. um, all right, Cass, tell us about uh, part three. All right. So uh, the doctor's missing from his weird coffin, um, and uh, those uh, masked tribal dudes show up, and Tegan's like, run! And even though, like, for the whole two episodes, they were like, hey, we should ask for help. But now, like, the, immediately, like, when some natives show up, they're like, run! run. Um, so they that's run called, away. That, I, I believe that's called white privilege. Oh, no. <laughs> Colonialism. <laughs> It's it's in their blood. Yeah. Well, Tegan's like, wait, hold on. I actually feel kind of a uh, connection to these guys. Oh my They're God. different from us. Run! Oh no. Oh. Also, that you know, you know the we we're just talking about Tegan and, and Nissa's background. Like Nissa, nothing phases Nissa like ever. Uh, and and Adric, I mean, whatever. He seems to know a lot about a lot of things. But the fact that Tegan. Does not react whatsoever to the fact that Tom Baker turned into Peter Davison. I will never forgive the show for it. <laughs> yeah. She complains about everything and she just – it didn't even phase her. Like what? Well, yeah, She's I mean, like, oh, regeneration. Eyes, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I think at that point it was like ready – she was ready to move on. <laughs> I, was like, I think I, I think I know what this Baker guy's all about, and I'm kind of ready for, for someone. <laughs> so they run away from the natives, and they just happen to find the doctor trying to climb up, like scale this giant cliff to get to the castle, and he seems like really out of it. Um, <laughs> and they're like, "Doctor, doctor!" But he's like, "Whatever, I'm climbing my cliff." And he's like, he's there. like in full on uh, Richard Dreyfus in uh, in Close Encounters. Mode. Yeah, yeah. Where like if he had a plate of mashed potatoes, yeah, if he had a plate of mashed potatoes, like this means something. Cut this to Adric sitting at the breakfast table, like crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Tegan and Nissa, they see some of the uh, like the tribal warriors like make their way up and they follow. Um, and the doctor, meanwhile, is discovered by the same party of masked dudes. Um, so they the bring him. To, yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. So they bring him to a great hall um, looking thing. It's like the inside of the castle, presumably. Um, These native guys, they look like 
they look like something you would see in a in the movie Hook. Yeah, I was gonna say they're very. It's very Neverland. Yeah, just the yeah. feathers, like the, and the masks colors. are like like five feet across. Like it's very mm-hmm. like yeah. overblown. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's like this rock wall, and it like opens and shuts, and Tegan and Nissa get trapped on the outside. And they're like, oh no. Um, so in inside inside the hall, like the people start taking off their masks, and they're just like, oh yes, pip pip cheerio. They're like super super civilized, and I guess this whole thing is just like this weird ritual they do to like get in touch with their roots. Um, it's like, and, and this time we learned about white privilege. Yeah, we've never seen it from that <laughs> side before. It's ridiculous. They but like you can't dress like this. If you they dress like this, for- it's bad. <laughs> We will take photos of you and share what it on Facebook. Was, what if that was a ritual? What if that was a ritual where they're just like where where you learn about white privilege by dressing like like a crazy native person and then go and, and meet some white people? Yeah, it's called Bonner, Scott. And see how they react to you. Like, oh, I, I never knew that's how it felt. That happens uh-huh. every spring in California. <laughs> on thousands of college kids. Oh. So anyway, so doc, the doctor <laughs> so, goes to Spa Planet. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the doctor is like ushered in and then like there's this old guy named the Portrieve and he tells the doctor to drink what looks like NyQuil out of a wine glass and the doctor mm-hmm. falls asleep. Um, mm-hmm. Nissa and Tegan like, uh, like scale <laughs> the wall, like they climb up that cliff and like, where is that? I want to see that. Um, so they break in and they like demand to see the doctor Um and like Nissa's like, oh, cool, he's tucked in. That's awesome. And and then Adric comes out of the shadows and like creeps on the doctor. It's weird. Um, and then it's like the next morning. Tegan likes to sleep in. Playing uh, a bed and breakfast. Yeah, Nissa um, is in the doctor's room while the doctor's still sleeping, and she like looks into a mirror, and Adric is like trying to talk to her through the mirror, and it's really creepy. help he's, me. Yeah, he's like, don't don't tell anybody that you saw me. I'm like, why, Adric? That's the opposite. He's like, oh, you'll find me, and she turns around to look at him, and then he like has lightning bolts, and then just disappears. Um, again, why is this happening? I don't. Why? How? <laughs> what? Like, wh- I don't. Why is why is Adric Bloody Mary all of a sudden? Like we don't know. I, well, it's the um, it's the same it's the same technology that he used to like apparate inside of the the zero room, right? Yeah, but because like because when because when, when it cut to inside of the of the Master's TARDIS, he was like, "You made me use my power to to be an illusion," and he's like, "Oh, the illusion was even." Oh, he was like, "Oh, the illusion had opinions. That's interesting." But what is Adric's power? I, 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 as far as I knew, I, 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 I just thought that Adric's power was the power of math. Like, um, I, I think that whatever he's strung up in, like that weird, like S and M spider web, is what the master is using to like harness all this weird stuff, and he has Adric wired into it to be like the human computer. Okay. That's that's it's like that what thing I thing that you can hook people up to and it sends like shocks. I yeah. guess. I don't know. So he's like, do my bidding, and he's like, no. And then he makes him do it anyway. Um so, uh, <laughs> the doctor wakes up and he he, you know, talks some techno bowl with this portrait guy. Um, he figures out Adric's missing and the doctor's like running around all over the place. They're like, Oh, come on, we gotta leave, we gotta leave. Um, but they keep ending up in the same square. 
And there's this really great joke where he's like, which way out? And there's like all these like women washing their like laundry in the square and they all point in different directions. He's like, oh, well, that's Mm -hmm. democracy for you. Womp, womp, womp. And he runs around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he runs around and it's pretty much like a crazy Escher painting. And then the last shot is like all these weird like angles of people walking around and it's meant to be like the space folding in on itself and it's like oh it's a space time trap yeah. and that's where the uh third the goblin king from labyrinth shows yeah out. yeah <laughs> your eyes could I... be so cruel <laughs> i love that they like they so so okay so we're talking about like this these the native outfits which is probably inaccurate as far as like what we're actually calling them they're like hunter outfits is that what they said yeah. they were right mm-hmm. hunter outfits yeah so these hunter outfits are like when you see like the in the in the movies you have like the crazy guy who's like in uh, a suit like in um in that last Mission Impossible where uh, Simon Pegg is wearing that thing and he's and he's like in laying in the field and he's got like the big camouflage fuzzy, yeah the big fuzzy camouflage thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're wearing like that thing. yeah they're wearing those except that they're like rainbow colored and. Yeah. They're, that's what they're wearing at the beginning of this story. And then by the end of this, they're all in like very proper attire with buckets tied to their head. Yeah. Multiple hats. Yeah. It's like plexiglass buckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of like goes from like Neverland to Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it's like a bucket like, bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. The bucket bonnet. <laughs> that sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> bucket bonnet. Um, yeah. Escher painting. Um, I feel like somebody found that effect by accident and was just like Doctor Who episode. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> well, this this should this should take up about four episodes. Yeah, I'd like to know what that set just like looked like. Just you know, like what what, what it just own? yeah just on its own like without the effect. I, I wonder what, what the set actually looked like. You know what us Castro Valva as a building really reminds me of now that I think about it. Uh, huh. It it also kind of uh, it reminds me a lot of Maz Katana's like fortress. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It also reminds me of the command center from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How it was like in the middle of no- like out in the desert. Yeah. Oh, we got to go to Zord. Thank God for those teleporters or else they like, can you imagine like they're at Ernie's and it's like, ah, crap, we got to go to Zordon's and it's like an hour drive out. Well, <laughs> remember when they when, when the first time they got sent there, they just like peaced out and was just like walking, wandering through the desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is good. Uh, so part three is uh, is uh, interesting. Like we're just suddenly we're on bed and breakfast planet and everybody's being it just feels like everyone's lying to everyone else all the yeah, time and, and like you know you, you you see them in their like neverland outfits and i was like oh this is yay but then they're 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 so chill and normal uh <laughs> in 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 the castle that i was like oh like even the even like the 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 science cult from robot were like weirder than this yeah, yeah. That's very true. They're, they're kind of dull. The castle, the, the castro Valvins are just kind of like boring. Yeah. Although the fifth doctor gets to eat some celery, so that's fun. And it's like I'm going to. Kip, I'm going to pull a. He. It's kind of. Uh, he pulls like a Frank, and uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Have you ever seen that episode where Frank keeps like sausage links in his uh, in his pocket? 
<laughs> and he just like will like lean down and like just chew them on his shirt. <laughs> My the God. best thing about Peter Davison and his celery is that he hates celery. So they're just like, hey, eat this celery. And he's like, oh, fine. How do you hate celery? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not partial to it. Oh, man, some celery and some peanut butter. <laughs> I, I'm not partial to celery, but it doesn't offend me. Like, it's just it just sort of exists. I don't know. <laughs> our, uh, our, our Turtus Curtis really likes uh, celery. <laughs> uh all right well i I guess that uh takes us to part four yeah so i'm gonna try and recap this uh so um they so tegan and and nessa are um doing some research into the history of castro valva and uh tegan's like oh the history of castro valva is funny you know it's it's, a it's fascinating yeah (laughs) i'll drive that rig (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, and then the doctor notices something's up and he's like yeah this history is a little too interesting and so um, he finds <laughs> I just love that that's his... it is interesting maybe too interesting history shouldn't be this exciting history is <laughs> math <laughs> and then um, he finds that old man uh, what was it the porter potty what was his name the the yeah, he had like a title. The crab yeah. tree? The poor tree. The poor tree. The poor tree. The crab tree. I'm the crab tree. And so the doctor's like, hey, cut I'm the- just imagining that meme of the of the of the crab with the knife like backing away. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Nah. I'm just picturing that as the master. Hello, Mulder I mean friend. you're not wrong. <laughs> And so um, it's revealed that um, so through process of elimination, he's like, hey, cut the crap, dude. This place doesn't have any history, does it? You're making this up. Oh, because like he's like, I'm writing a fiction on Castro Valva. And it's like a fiction, eh? <laughs> You're the master, aren't you? Give me back my boy. And uh, <laughs> it's revealed that Castro Valva in its entirety is all a, um, a vision. It's a, um, a fiction created by Marcus and the master uh, is, is, is a Lord. He, he set it up. Mm-hmm. He sent the TARDIS to Castro Valva. So uh, he could trap the doctor there and uh, kiss him. Um, yeah. There's that really, uh, there's that really, uh, 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 it, it, there's that really like Ben is glory kind of situation scene where, <laughs> Where the doctor's like draws, and it was it was a really funny joke because he's like, okay, I want you to draw a square, and the guy's like, all right, and he draws a square. He's like, now draw an <laughs> draw an uh, draw draw a detailed map of Castrovalva. It's like, all right, that was a big jump from square to detailed map, <laughs> but okay, yeah. Uh, so like, he draws hey. the map. He draws the map and then and then the doctor's like, okay, so tell me where your pharmacy is. And he's like, oh, well, it's here and here and here. And then he goes to the fourth place and he's like, oh, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, hey, hey, Bob, come in here. Come in here. Hey, tell him what I told what, – tell him what you told me. And he's like, yeah. right, where, 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 where's your house? He's like, oh, well, it's here and here and he Oh, 
oh, that's weird. And then the doctor's like, yeah, I know, right? And then he walks away. And then in the background, those two guys are just like staring at this map like, I can't. What What is happening? I don't, I'm really <laughs> having trouble figuring out what's going on here. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just... They're just the they're having a real like they're having a real hard time in the background. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So like the master reveals his quote plan, um, and uh, Castro Valva starts like folding in upon itself now that the you know the 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 illusion has been revealed, mm-hmm. and um, they find Adrock and um, they're they're trying to escape Castro Valva before it's like blinked out of existence and the master is attempting to um god what's that beautiful line that he has um he he like my my bees what, what does he say oh, my web my web <laughs> he shouts at, like my web. web yeah because like what happens is so like the master's like trying to break into the zero cabinet for whatever reason and uh because they, they filled it with books um, and then, and then now he wants in there, and I think he wants the doctor to. He I don't wants know, to, to kill look him. upon the doctor's beautiful face one last time before he murders him. Oh yeah. right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mine is an evil. All right, life. that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, shipping it. Um, yes. So, so, so he he, he it, it bursts open. He like slams it on the ground. It breaks apart, and he sees that it's books. And he's like, I've been tricked um, because. The master gets really offended by the idea of of being tricked rather than tricking other people. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, this other guy that the doctor sort of like teamed up with, uh, the black, the the the, the buckethead in black. Um, the he, librarian guy. Yeah, yeah, the librarian guy. So like, yeah. the doctor's just like, hey, so you stand up here, and then when 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 stuff goes down, you know, just kind of like swing in or whatever. And he's like, all right. So then the master starts freaking out about the books and then just out of nowhere, this guy just like swings in like Tarzan and then smashes through the wall, revealing Adric in that web for some reason. It's like, we are free. I die a free Castro Valvian. <laughs> and, and then he's like, my web. And, 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 and the doctor runs in and grabs Adric and then the, the – the master's just like, I'm out of here. And he goes into, he walks into the fireplace and brings the little fireplace cover down. And you can just see him standing there as the TARDIS disappears. Yeah. And I was like, that is not how a TARDIS works. <laughs> I don't think you have a TARDIS. Yeah. I think I you think have you a different have a kind of fireplace. shit. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah you course, just see you know. him standing there. Like, okay, like, where's your, What? That's not how it works. <laughs> at least it's not a column this time. Yeah. Oh man. But the, the column cat- at least the column's better because you can't see the center of the column. So you can imagine, oh, I guess there's a TARDIS in there. We can see inside the fireplace. <laughs> there's no TARDIS. Yeah, like there's like, no TARDIS console. Like it would have been awesome if he had went into the fireplace and then slowly came back out and was like, that is a fireplace. <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> Time to that escape is, in my TARDIS, and then like he grabs like a, like a blue network, yeah, <laughs> or like a coat hanger. Oh man, my hammer was the TARDIS the whole time. <laughs> Into the I, hammer. 
<laughs> I was the TARDIS. Twas I! <laughs> he just comes out of his butt. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I am my own TARDIS now! <laughs> and so he like, tries to escape, but then the Castro Valmans are like, Daddy! And like they, they won't let him go. And um, they escape, and the Castro Valvins and the Master are, you know, uh, I, I guess killed, but we know the Master's. I mean, even the Doctor's like, no, that's not how it works. He'll be back in a few years. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys? And Adric's like, oh, I was in webs for days, sir. I'd like some bread. <laughs> And, oh. and doctors, the doctor's like, here's to us, the best friends club. Right. And then he reveals, he reveals to, not before revealing to Tegan, oh yeah, you didn't, you didn't pilot the TARDIS, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, don't be stupid, <laughs> you're Australian. Don't, don't be dumb, come on. A stewardess can't fly. <laughs> Your dreams are stupid. A stewardess and Australian. <laughs> and a woman. Oh no. <laughs> so how long does this crew last before like they all like the die? Uh I mean I mean the like most of the crew hangs around pretty much all the way to the end of Davison almost. You're kidding. No. <laughs> Nessa they basically they switch and- out they switch out like in the middle. Uh, one of them switches out for someone else, and then it pretty much stays the same to the end. Almost. Okay, well that's. I mean, I I really like I really like Nessa. Tegan's pretty cool, and Tegan actually stays on the longest. That's cool. Yeah, which is really weird. <laughs> Does she ever change out of her stewardess uniform? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, they do this thing next season where everyone changes their costume, uh, except for the doctor, of course. Sure, like but, uh, like in Doug. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like everybody wears in this in this TARDIS crew, everyone wears the same clothes every episode until uh, until the until next season, and then next well, season, then they change their outfits. Well, there's kind of precedence for that, you know. Like Martha had her trademark red leather jacket. Yeah, um, she didn't wear it every episode, though. That's true. Yeah, they literally wear the same outfit. Like, like Nissa wears that same like pantsuit the entire time. And you know what? Yeah. I don't. I can't remember. I was trying to like just think. Okay, so like, you know, if, like you know, Mar- uh, uh, Rose has like her Union Jack shirt. Martha has her red leather jacket. I couldn't tell you anything about Donna's like costume. Uh, closest thing I could say is a wedding dress. Yeah, well, she has like her brown jacket that she wears sometimes. Yeah, she does have that brown yeah, jacket. Like a blazer or something. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. she's got like, like Amy. you know, got like generic, like you know, office. Yeah, lady. Yeah. You know, it's so funny how costumes are. You know, it's like, you know, you see someone, you see like a girl with you know cosplaying, and she has like red hair and like a like a, a red like kind of hoodie thing. And you're like, oh, you're Amy Pond. But like, right. she really only wore that like what once, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes uh, they have like variations of the same thing. Like, like with Amy Pond, you know, you could wear, you could have like a, a red wig and then a, 
like a t-shirt and a short skirt, like a really obnoxiously short skirt. And you could be like, oh, yeah, Amy Pond. Like a short leather skirt and like boots. Right. Yeah. And then I hello. Yeah, I didn't. For, I forgot to mention this. So in part one, when when uh, when the doctor's taking off the fourth doctor's outfits and outfit in pieces, and he takes off his shoe, and it's just a shoe. And I was really confused because I could have swore that Tom Baker wore boots. Like that outfit was like big, like knee high boots that he wore. I think Beetle that boots. is. Uh... Like the the first three seasons, and then they change it up when he gets that obnoxiously big scarf. And then when really? he goes to the maroon, he like changes again. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I, I well, it was the maroon one specifically. I thought he wore like big oh. tall boots with. I don't know. Man. Eleven had the coolest shoes, I think. Uh oh, Eleven's like like uh, like like I don't know what kind of boots you would call those, but like yeah. like adventure boots. Yeah, they were cool. I really liked them. Yeah, I did like those. I don't. I'm not crazy about about twelves shoes because they're just they're just black shoes. Yeah, they're um, clearly the thing you put the least amount of thought into. Right. Yeah. yeah maybe in yeah. 2023 he'll be wearing something different. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> When the show comes back. Oh, speaking of the show coming back, um, Capaldi said that uh, that a uh, uh, the new companion is going to be announced like very soon. Oh, yeah. There, um, there's also it's interesting. He's um, we don't know how long Capaldi is going to stay right now. Like it, the BBC is like kind of publicly said like they want him to stay on into the first Chris Chibnall season, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Capaldi is like still kind of up in the air. He's like, I don't know if I want to come back or not. Yeah. But he would be, would he be the first doctor to survive a new era, like a new, new showrunner era? No, no, the, no, no. Tom Baker went through like four showrunners. So yeah. Brian Baker. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so what do you guys think? I mean, like, do you, would you want to see 12 leave with Moffat or would you be interested to see what Chris Chimnall would do with, with, uh, with Capaldi? I, I personally, I like the idea of a clean slate. Me too. I, I, I'm, I'm always in favor of, but you know, but you know, me and Scott are always, I feel like you I'm and I in particular, we're out with the old and with the new. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Kev? Um, I don't know. Cause I like, I feel like Capaldi just figured out who his doctor is. Um, that is true. So like one more season with him is kind of like Eccleston and then he's like gone. Like he like we have one full season of him like as the doctor and not some guy that's trying to figure out who he is. Um, But I kind of also like the idea of a cleat. I don't know. It depends, I guess, what happens next season, because I'm like super attached to quality right now. But if they finish his story, then there's no point. Sure. Like very similar to like uh, Jenna Coleman, how we were, we loved her, but it was like, that's such a good way to wrap up. her Yeah. yeah. I I think too, the other thing is when, when Chibnall takes over, I'm kind of hoping for like a creative change too, like, like both like visually and story, the way that the stories are told. And so that's another reason why I'd want a clean slate. Like, I feel like if Capaldi stuck around, I feel, I, I think Chibnall might hesitate to change the show oh, too yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Like um, the shift yeah. into from Tennant into Matt Smith, you mean? Like Right, like, right. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, so I want something major like that. Like, this is a new pilot. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I want. I basically want a new pilot. Oh, okay. Um, 
personally. Would be a great name for like Christian's first episode is Event One. would be great um no but but going back to the companion thing uh yeah the the companion announcement is coming like really soon uh because capaldi's already been working with them whoever they are Ooh, yeah so like they're they're already they've already been hired like they are on it and he said that they're doing something really different with this companion in the way that clara was a really different companion um because of like what they ended up doing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, he said, he said, it's, it's that level of different with this, with this new companion. So um, chappy. Um, I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm excited about it. I, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking about this and like, do you guys ever think about like other characters and other things that you would just like kill to have them be like a companion? I mean, you, I guess you just, Nick, you just talked about, uh, the guy Chappie. from yeah, from the guy from uh, Die Hard. Uh, oh, yeah, but no, my, two, my my top two companions for the Thirteenth Doctor are Al Powell from Die Hard and no, not for the Thirteenth Doctor for the Twelfth Doctor. Oh, like oh for oh, oh for Capaldi's new companion. Yeah, yeah, for Capaldi's new companion. Yeah, yeah, Chappie and Al Powell. <laughs> but Chappie yeah. is kind of like his. You know, TARDIS companion, but I think it'd be cool if Al Powell was kind of like, um, very, well, very similar to his role in Die Hard and Die Hard, Die Harder, where he's kind of like the man on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. like Capaldi be like, oh, I don't know, Al. I don't know if I'll be able to handle this one. Like, hey, man, tell you what. <laughs> I was he just always has like wisdom. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't know. I I'm I'm interested in a companion. I mean, the, it's so hard because you know, as as much as you do want a, something different, you know, like it would be cool to have like, yeah. I mean, the more I think about a com- a, a new companion, I think it'd be really cool to have someone kind of in the ma- in the vein of Nessa, you know, someone mm-hmm. who's a bit more competent, someone who's a bit more already in a sci-fi universe. I think that might be really interesting. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, well, I'm just a millennial. I don't know what any of this. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I would love if the new companion was basically Paris Geller. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> um, Just like put that down. Par- Stop. What yeah, are you doing? Par- Paris Geller or like um, uh, Taylor Townsend, like that style of. Uh, oh, you know, be a great character. companion is uh, Anya. Um, I think she's like, like kind of too old now. I mean, oh no, I mean like the character Anya would be a great companion. Oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah. That kind of character is like that kind of like overachieving. Um, uh, uh, what, what's what's the character's name in Election? What is her name? Oh, uh, uh, uh Tracy Flick. Yeah, like a Tracy Flick kind of character, would like be. a Hermione Granger. Well, not not a Hermione Granger because Hermione is. An overachiever, but she has like a really big heart. Like I, I want like one that's a little bitter. I don't know. Sure. Like <laughs> like like, like Paris cynical. Geller. Yeah, one that can be a little mean. You know. Yeah, especially <laughs> to Capaldi. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I want that. I I want his feelings to get hurt. <laughs> you know, what would be really great is kind of like a like a, I mean I've been obsessed with Frasier for a while now, but um, kind of like a Daphne Moon and like Martin Crane, kind of like. I'm your, mm. I'm your nurse, but like we're gonna like. Hey, I, I snuck in some liquor to the movie theater. Uh, that's kind of. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what Clara was. 
Yeah. She kind of was like Capaldi's nurse. You know? <laughs> the man's not even I, 60. Well, no, I know. But the, the, their relationship, like with the cards, you know, like the apology oh, cards. Oh, you know, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. That, that feels like – that feels like a Daphne Martin move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cass, what do you want? Do you have any, like, what kind of, what kind of companion do you want? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> as, as far as like other media, I don't really like crossover things. Cause that feels like fan wanky. Um, yeah, no, I just mean, I just mean like that style of character or whatever, not literally. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I want Capaldi to have like a Donna. Um, yeah. Like someone, I mean, like Clara kind of was that for him, but like, you know, like someone who can kind of like, instead of like, sh- like patting him on the head and like, it's okay. It's okay. Like with the apology cards or whatever, kind of like yeah. giving yeah. sass right back to him. That's it would like, be great is to have a companion that's over the age of 30. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be cool to have like an older, like, you know, like, cause, cause the thing with, um, like when I said that Aunt, the actress who plays Ani is probably too old, it's because she's just at that like awkward place where she's like in her mid forties, you know, like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to have like, like an actress in her like late fifties or something, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with him. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be, oh, uh, never mind. She's already in the universe, but uh, Sean's mom would be a great companion. Yeah, she would have been a great <laughs> companion. Harriet Jones, former prime minister. Yeah, that would be pretty great. But yeah, somebody somebody a little a little older would be really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think I think I I would be surprised if they did that. I I would be impressed, but I would be surprised just because I think that they would be afraid of like losing all of their youth audience. Sure. Oh yeah, it's like watch mom and dad travel through time and space. Like yeah. <laughs> no one's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Doctor Who, back to back every night with murder, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Have you guys seen um, Mrs. Marple? It's like, it's like, a, it's a show. It's on Netflix and it's about oh, the, um, the murder mystery. One. Murder mysteries. Yeah. That actress would be great. The woman from the Babadook. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. She's a great what? actress because those two characters are totally different, but she would be great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen her in the Babadook, I think, but mm-hmm. the Babadook would also be a really interesting companion. <laughs> <laughs> Babadook, dude. Babadook. <laughs> yes, right, Babadook. <laughs> oh, oh my God! All right. Well. <laughs> That's our that's our that's our sign to go. Yeah. Um go to the website, thedodgerscompanion.us. You can leave comments there. There's also a donation button that you can uh, click and, and donate uh donate to our cause, donate to the show if you uh feel like uh, that's something that you might want to do. Uh you can also email the show, contact at the doctorscompanion.us. Uh any emails that we get we'll read on the show, so uh send them away. Uh and not we won't wait for like a special episode or anything, we'll just do it. Um, also, uh, we're on Twitter on Dr. Who to read your emails. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, we're on Twitter at TDC pod, uh, on Tumblr, the doctor's companion podcast.tumblr.com. We're also on Facebook. You can like us there. 
leave us uh, reviews on iTunes. We have a lot of reviews, but we don't have, uh, I think we only have like one for this new version of the show. So uh, if you like what you hear, uh, get on iTunes and, and leave us a review and let us know. That would be uh, really great. And if someone wants to draw um, the Babadook and the doctor, like, <laughs> that'd be pretty great. Um, and then uh, check out our other podcasts. Uh, Geek by Night, uh, our original audio drama that we we all work on. Uh, Cass's episodes just wrapped up. Yeah, um, there we yeah, go. She wrote wrote and directed two episodes, and she's got she's got a couple more coming up too, um, which is very exciting. Uh, so go check that out. Geekbynight.net. Also, Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future is a podcast where Nick and I uh, break down Back to the Future one minute at a time. And uh, we finished the first movie and we're gearing up for the second one. So we're in a hiatus right now, but the entirety of Back to the Future is available. So that's like 116 episodes. Oh, my um, God. That you can go and listen to if you if you want. <laughs> uh, each episode is like 15, 20 minutes ish. Some some go a little longer. Um, but uh, yeah. And then uh, go check out patreon.com slash geek by night where you can uh, you can become a patron and get lots of uh, extra stuff, including uh, the chance to be a guest host on this show that you're listening to right now. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, uh, we'll even let you pick the episode. Um, although if it's a later episode, it'll be a really, really long time before we get to it. But but uh, if you have like a favorite doctor or something we can we can we can definitely get you in on whatever the next story is we're doing by that doctor um so go go there patreon.com slash geek by night and we'll see you uh next week. oh yeah you can also uh, follow all of us on twitter i need to add that back in the script um <laughs> i'm at scott corelli cassandra's at dark hearted rose and uh nick is at nick m jimenez and we will see you next week with god help us the twin dilemma Woohoo!